0: What's your weird story? Hello, Weirdsville. It's the, uh, it's the boys from the What's Your Weird Story podcast here once again. I am, uh, I'm Adam Beebe. I'm Barry Johnston. And, uh, we are here today. We've got another one of our kind of, uh, kind of a bonus episode, if you will, um, we had a good response with our episode last week. Yeah,
1: and yeah, people liked
0: our memories and liked us talking, I guess.
1: Yeah. So we're going to give them a little more of that.
0: Yeah, we've got a uh, another um kind of like a bonus episode if you will. We've uh, you know, we've talked about UFO myths and we've talked about um Urban legend myths. So uh, we found this this list that we're going to poke at and we're going to read and discuss. And it's from the Travelchannel dot com, and it's the top ten paranormal myths. So uh, we're going to read this. It's a, it was an article by uh, Aaron Sagers. So we should give credit for him for writing this. But uh, we're not going to read so much the article, but we are going to just discuss the bullet points. So. Yeah. Please join us as we get into 10 paranormal myths I don't know why it's difficult for me to say Fluidly paranormal sometimes <laughs> hey, It's not one, It's not a word to use often Well, you'd be surprised Because I do a lot of the uh, writing And <laughs> the text and st- <laughs> copy for the show So I actually yeah. do use paranormal right, You said it,
1: you've said it more than your fair share, yeah Yeah <laughs> Still, you know One of those (laughs) words.
0: All right, so um, the first myth is this: paranormal facts exist. Um, So the myth of it is that, you know, I guess that you know it's a there's a general agreed upon thing. set of rules or scientific whatever of what what paranormal is. And paranormal is basically what is outside of scientific explanation. Mm -hmm. So, you know, (sighs) having facts to back up paranormal things would make them not paranormal anymore and cancel it out and it would make them real things. Mm -hmm. You know? So, I mean, by definition, Paranormal facts cannot exist. Um, yeah. Just like, you know, if you see an airplane, you can it is not a UFO because you have identified it as an airplane. You know? Right. You yeah. can't cancel anything out. So that's why it is difficult for uh, researchers and for scientists to come up with, you know, di- factualized, fact-based Data mm-hmm. that or data, whichever it would be in this particular usage, to you know say that hey, this is this proves that there's something that's paranormal, but mm-hmm. you know, you can't be paranormal once it's proved, I guess. If that yeah, makes sense. I would
1: agree with that. I mean, there are things that we can read, like, say, ghost hunting, for instance, you mm-hmm. know, they, they have a bunch of different types of equipment and mm-hmm. things that measure and register different things and capture audio and but you can't f- say for certain what you're quantifying that as being right because you don't have a physical subject to exactly you know to get information from or to or to touch or to so it does it does in order to be a believer in the paranormal, you have to, you know, suspend disbelief.
0: Correct. Yeah. You have to have that belief. And that's a big part of what makes up, you know, paranormal ob- things, you know, right. not objects necessarily, but paranormal, um, you know, things and, ha- and research, you know, and even the skeptic has to somewhat believe that, you know, in being counter to, you mm-hmm. know, being mm-hmm. and, and to be debunking and stuff like that that it's they believe that it's, something's not real but they have the belief in themselves as a de- to be a debunker so but yeah right. so that's the whole thing is like uh you cannot you can do all the research and you can do all of you know number crunching and stuff like that but it doesn't, I mean, it's hard to f- do a lot of this stuff with using scientific method, which is what scientists use to make their theories and, you know, and all this stuff, and, and, but, you know, it's it's difficult because of the nature of it being beyond scientific explanation. Right. And I know that there are a lot of people that will say, well, like you did, you know, well, there are people that have these different inventions and machines and stuff like that, you know, but then they sit, claim that they're talking to ghost or tracking ghost or, or whatever. And it's just at this point in time, those methods while being used to record data um, cannot be scientifically you know they can't do it over and over and over again it can't be repeated and that's what makes something scientifically valid
1: mm-hmm. yeah so but that's also what makes it interesting also exactly you, you do have those compelling stories that it just nothing adds up yeah y- y- it, it just sort of it is what it is and I think, that you know, we've touched on this before with the, the, the upbringing that we had, mm-hmm. which was very religious and very spiritual. That's sort of built into the DNA of someone that grows up in an environment like that. Mm-hmm. that you have to have a sense of, I don't know everything. I don't know the explanations to everything. Therefore, I'm going in this with an open mind, not to say that you can't be skeptical because you should be skeptical. I'm I'm highly skeptical. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, we do this show, and I'm highly skeptical. But it's more about listening to where people are coming from Mm -hmm. and finding something with the story that you can relate to Mm -hmm. and not passing judgment. And letting it be what it is. Because I've had weird, we've talked, you know, I've had, we've had, both of us have had weird things that happened. You can't explain them and you can't put a meter on it and you can't, you know, quantify it. But what is that? I don't know. It's interesting to me.
0: Yeah. And, And that's why we're doing this. You know, I mean, I don't know if the person that is sitting across from me on Skype that shared their crazy story with me you know, if if they're making it up, I don't care. Right. Um, Well, I do kind of care, but but I also, I believe I believe them when they tell me this experience. I believe that, because, you know, one thing that we've come, is we've been able to really be able to read people really well, and everybody we've talked to who's had some kind of paranormal experience is, I mean, the way they talk and express these experiences and what has happened to them you know they're not playing it up they're not hamming it up they're not embellishing you know a whole lot they are being genuine you know and it's like you know this completely you know it's the range of how people express these stories and tell these stories are varied and their responses to, you know, how it's affected their lives are varied. But, you know, I mean, I still, I believe, uh, I believe everybody who shared their experience with them, with us here on the podcast, I absolutely believe that they had that experience. I haven't, you know, I've had my experiences, you know, and I know my experiences to be, what I perceive to be true, you know, and everybody has their own unique experiences in this world, in life, and everybody experiences life in their own unique way, in their own journey, and, you know, so that's what we're really here for. We're not trying to prove anything, we're just here to listen, and, you know, facts don't matter as long as it's what happened to you, so. Agreed. So that's how I get, I don't know, I'm bringing that back around to us, since this is all about us. So, <laughs> Actually, it's all about you guys out there. Um, so number two, moving on, uh, it, the, of the paranormal myth would be ghosts only come out at night.
1: Mm. Wow. Yeah. That's a good one. Because yeah. I'm, I, I'm looking, I'm thinking back. In my own life, and trying to think, to think of stories that happened in the broad daylight where um, a ghostly encounter happened, and you know, I don't know that that I that I know of anything right offhand. But I'm not saying that it couldn't happen. I mean, I, th- I think there's a likelihood of that it could happen. Certainly,
0: I think, um, I think that most re, the most, most stories of that are ghosts of ghostly nature seem to happen at night for sure um and that's kind of when our defenses are down because we're not uh as daytime biology where it's work 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 you know pay attention and all that stuff now it's nighttime is typically relaxing you know you're doing your own things or whatever but um that's not to say that you know that ghosts only exclusively come out at night. They're not nocturnal creatures or whatever. Um, they're spirits, and not creatures. But mm-hmm. I can look back on uh, several several of our episodes, and one that comes up clearly to me in, in my memory is uh, when Dara was talking about how um, they were having the family picnic. And her mom's friend came into the house and there was, I think it was a little tractor or something flew off the wall, you know, it was oh, like Picked yeah. up and thrown. And right. that was in the middle of the day, That's you know, right. and then some of the, and, and some of the other stuff that happened to Derek happened right there in the daytime. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it seems, it seems like we, we definitely associate yeah. nighttime and, you know, especially between like midnight and like. You know, three a.m. You know, those are the scariest, spookiest right. hours, right? The wit- the Maybe the, hour. the right and the veil is thinnest, or something like that. I don't know, uh, but it definitely it's we associate ghosts with nighttime, but it definitely you know is not exclusive because we've heard stories about uh, daytime hauntings and stuff. You know, is right. seen stuff. So and now
1: now, that but of course. We're talking about it didn't kip, wasn't the, weren't the roses left mm-hmm. in the daytime, I believe. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, that, that that yeah, you just always associate mm-hmm. ghost stories with nighttime. It's a great time to tell a ghost story too. Exactly. So that's probably got a lot to do with it.
0: You know, something about ghost stories that we've kind of lost as a culture culture over time is now we associate ghost stories with basically Halloween. You know, that's the holiday that really plays up to ghost stories. But, you know, sharing ghost stories used to be part of Christmas. Right, right. You know, yeah. Um, yeah. I think it's, a, it's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, whereas in the sharing song, there's a lyric about, you know, sharing... Uh, Ghost stories from a long time ago, right? Uh, or most, yeah, yeah. I can't remember right now. I I should, but you know. so yeah, you know, I would, I would, I would love for that to be a part of, you know, Christmas uh, celebrations again. You, you That'd know, be really it's, fun. It's
1: funny because my wife is Indonesian. She's half Indonesian, and so mm-hmm. when I first met her, she took me to the Indonesian christmas and it was where a bunch of their family and friends would get together and you know these are all people that grew up together Mm -hmm. but i never knew the story of krampus and oh really yeah yeah and uh i i just never really you know the the, um what are the his little minions the little uh the evil elves as they were. Mm -hmm. If you were, if you were naughty, they would, they would pack you into a a bag and pack you away for, and and take you to, I don't know, another place, another land or whatever, Mm -hmm. but they did this reenactment of it. And I just thought that's scary as shit for a kid. (laughs) You know, that's not Santa. I mean, that's like, there's some sort of like, Maybe some of that old folklore, that you know, ghostly folklore that has seeped into that tradition, it's pretty cool. It's pretty, pretty weird.
0: That is weird. What I find weird is that typically Krampus is a more European tradition.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, and they, so they're from the Netherlands, which is, which is, I forgot that ah, part of the story. So they're okay. Indonesian by way of the Netherlands. By way, okay. Yes.
0: Okay. Well, that makes a lot so, of sense. That's a good pick Dutch Indonesia. Yes.
1: Yes. Dutch yeah. Indonesia. Wow. And so, yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, this weird thing that was like, oh, wow. I never really understood that. That um, there's this being that was supposed to be Santa Claus that punishes children for, mm-hmm. at Christmas time. So, yeah, I don't know. It's uh, one of those crazy things that we forget about that gets passed down generation to generation. And yeah, you know, becomes part of our, our 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 own folklore.
0: Yeah, you know, I'm surprised that um, our area didn't. I'm, I'm surprised that Krampus wasn't a big thing in our area in Oklahoma because there's a lot of uh, a lot of Germans German yeah in our, our area, Germans. and um, you know in. In in, in in there's a bunch of checks as well. And, you know, mm-hmm. some people that are from that area in Europe that have these traditions, uh, a lot of them settled in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm very surprised that that tradition didn't carry on and that we didn't experience Krampus. Because, dude, think about it. A lump of coal was bad enough. You didn't right. want to get a lump of coal from yeah. Santa for being right. bad. But how much better you, Barry, especially you. I'm looking at because I obviously was a delightful child um, <laughs> after my car wreck at two years old. Uh, aside from that, yes, um, I should not have been driving, but it, oh well. <laughs> um, I guess I'll have to share that at another day. <laughs> but um, think about how well, how much better behaved would you have been? Oh, it bit, if, night and day. Krampus, yeah, was there, and right, you were right. going. Even if it was the most simple thing, where you would have been beaten with the switch, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, because oh, like the, all time. the Krampus, there's a huge variety of Krampus stories, and Krampus is actually making at least awareness of Krampus has been made a, a huge comeback over the past, you know, uh-huh. dozen years or so. Uh-huh. So it's really interesting, but I'm I'm just kind of surprised that we didn't hear about that true. growing up. Yeah,
1: true, that is weird. I don't know. I don't know why that was. A lot of Catholics, maybe they sort of <laughs> shed that over time. I don't know. But, yeah.
0: I don't know. Well, you know, I, I guess maybe more than anything is people trying to be more American. True. And so maybe kind of letting some of the traditions go to the wayside. True. I
1: don't know. That's one of those things. You know, my um, my mother-in-law, her mother... Who was Indonesian by way of Dutch land? Well, she was actually Indonesian because they moved to the Netherlands
0: mm-hmm. after the war. And I like how you just called it Dutch land. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, she Sorry had. Sorry to our Netherlands.
1: She, she, had, she had. Yeah, I apologize. She had some. She kept on to some of her old traditions, mm-hmm. which were. Hindu, I believe she didn't like her picture to be taken. She didn't like mirrors in the house. Mm. That was, but then she became Christian because when she Mm -hmm. moved to the Netherlands, that was part of the deal. You just sort of become a, a upstanding citizen that believes in God and Jesus and, but she still kept on she still had some of those old traditions that she didn't let go, which is kinda of, kinda of interesting, you think yeah. about it. But yeah, who knows why we keep things and we we don't others. It's yeah. it's, it's kind of uh interesting thing.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, at some point somebody decides we don't need to do that anymore. Right. You know, or we don't believe that anymore. That's true. You know, and it's just and some things we forget about altogether, like the fact that when someone sneezes, we respond with bless you. Right. You know, and that's old, you know, old, 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 because when going back to when people thought that, you know, your spirit could leave your body when you, Mm -hmm. in the form of a sneeze or that demons could get in, you know, because you opened your mouth too big or whatever. (laughs) I don't know. Right. You know, but that's, you know, people were freaked out when you sneezed. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's why I take the, uh, the Seinfeld approach: when someone sneezes, and I just say, "You are so good looking." That's right. Uh, <laughs> that was
1: so great. What a great, great, great show!
0: Absolutely, man. I can watch it anytime, anywhere. So, for sure. All right. Well, number three is, and it's a real. It's a shame that uh, Jeff's not here with us um, to uh, respond to this. Yep particular myth um, because he would have a lot to say. Yes. Um, the, and this particular myth, number three, is there's no physical evidence of Bigfoot. Mm. Now, we know that this is not true because there are tons of physical evidence right. that suggests that there's something to this creature being biological entity that we call Bigfoot, mm-hmm. and it could be lots of different things that we call Bigfoot, you know. Right, but um, I mean, there's, you know, obviously there's tracks, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, yeah, some of them have been faked. We know that, yeah. But some of them are not, you know. They're they're right. weird, you know, things that can't be explained. Going right. back to number one, you know? well, they um, and there was Gigantapithecus. Yes,
1: it, it was a real living creature on this Mm -hmm. planet, which is every time I want to dismiss something about Bigfoot, I go back to that and I think, okay, well, we did just discover giant squids were a real thing. Mm -hmm. And we thought that was, you know, uh, a myth, a myth, but, I, you know, and then of course you get, you get the really bad plastic molds of the feet. You get, yeah. the the films. You know, the most notoriable uh, film is the Patterson Gimlin film. Mm-hmm. It raises more questions probably than it answers. Sure. Um, but again, it's one of those things where it's like. I want to think that it's possible. i w- it would be so cool if we were to find a creature like that. I want to mm-hmm. you know, I want a part of me to remain hopeful, I guess,
0: yeah, yeah, but I'm also I'm also the mindset that I want part of it never to be discovered because people would be so terrible to it, you know right, right. But, um, you know, go looking at this, the article here, uh, you know, beyond just the footprints, you know, there's been hair that is sometimes it's deer hair or, or a wolf hair, some bear hair, something like that. But sometimes right. they don't know what kind of hair it is, mm-hmm. you know, and there, apparently there's been blood and tissue and, uh, you know, body tissue. And of course, Bigfoot scat, right. um, which, which is poop, Yes. um, if you uh, didn't know that, Bigfoot poop. There's a lot of Bigfoot poop out there um, that may or may not be Bigfoot poop. So there's right. a lot of people out there in the forest just picking up
1: Lots piles of, of crap.
0: Yep. Which just is trying pretty, to figure out what's making that poop. So That's
1: pretty funny if you made yeah. that your, your life's work <laughs> to but, uh, pick up poop. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it you know, if you can get it if it pays good, you know, hey,
1: you know, yeah, no, I mean, there's a lot of bad evidence out there,
0: mm-hmm. a lot of faked evidence we too, because people want to believe correct. so badly.
1: we saw some of sub- right. we and we did we saw some of that at the Bigfoot festival,
0: yeah,
1: it's easy to want to get carried away with stuff, oh, sure. but and I believe the people that would come up and talk to us and tell us the stories, mm-hmm. they have great stories. Oh, and yeah. I, I don't doubt what they saw was something.
0: Yeah. But again. I mean, I love. Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, no. I I'm I love gonna, Becky's. Yeah. Becky I love story. Becky's story. Um, you know, seeing the, the Bigfoot done the videotape, you know. Right. At, 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 at Concho. I mean. It's fascinating. Yeah. I want to see it. I want to see it. Yeah. But, you know, and again, back to the article, you know, it says there's a growing number of uh, scientists, a growing community of scientists that, including notable people like Jane Goodall, primatologist, you know. um, Gorillas in the mist. Yeah, that believe that, you know, there could be something like a Bigfoot and that there it doesn't require a um, A body or fossilized records or anything like that, because, you know, a body can be an animal's body can be broken down by nature Mm -hmm. in 10 days.
1: Right. Yeah, they say that if 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 the Bigfoot does exist, it's an advanced spiritual creature. That's what a lot of the thought in in Native American culture is. Which adds another dimension of, because I had never heard of that idea that mm-hmm. they could be a species that comes in and out of, of time, basically. There's portals that they step through. That's yeah. a whole other realm of the idea of Bigfoot that we'll never know. I mean, we just won't. So yeah. but yeah, I, I like to think that, that the the door for the possibility is there, but I'm with you. If, if if a creature like that exists, probably best that we don't know. Yeah. Because it would be not good for the species.
0: All right. Uh now number four. Um this is another one that seems like uh a no brainer, but again, I think it's just um there are bit, there, there's exceptions of things that, you know... There are always exceptions, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, number four myth is that only old buildings are haunted. Hmm. Wow. I don't agree with that. No, not at all. I
1: believe... I mean, you... Grounds can be haunted.
0: Exactly. The grounds can be haunted. Things can be haunted. Right. Um. You know... From you know, spirits can. I mean, I'm no expert. Spirits can be attached themselves to objects, but like, yes, you typically think that a old castle or an old home yeah. or an old hospital or anything right. like that, anything that's old, it's gotta have, of course, uh, a ghost in it. But you know, especially when you're you look at places that are old that are not in you know the United States where right. it's only been around for a little over, you know. Not quite 250 years, you know. Some places are definitely go back further, but still. Right. Um, But, no, you always hear stories about how new places, new houses, new buildings or whatever that are haunted, things that pop up, you know. And, you know, museums and battleships and jails and all these places, you know. um, Apparently, there's some cars and roads and forests that are haunted as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean –
1: Yeah, I think if you believe at all that anything can be haunted, then those are all possibilities. I think that really, if anything, the old houses may be more susceptible because of the structure itself being so... um, uh, I don't know. Well, it's, a, it's had time, and yeah, yeah, it's had time to have a bunch of different people in and out. You know, I know that when I worked at a, uh, I worked at this college called Moravian College, which is one of the oldest schools in the country. I believe it's the twelfth oldest school. Mm-hmm. It was founded in like seventeen seventy something, like. Right before we were a country or right after one of the two, but it's real old. And part of the school grounds is the old Revolutionary War Hospital. I think I might have told this once before. Uh, But they also had this Victorian concert hall. And when you walk into those places, you just feel it. You feel the history. Mm -hmm. You feel something, something vibrant Mm -hmm. is in... In those spaces, there's part of the upstairs where they used to have the hospital part uh, where people would carve their names and the dates that they died in, you know, their friends or whoever would carve it Mm -hmm. into the wall. And you can still see them. And it's freaky. And there's a really, really old cemetery right outside also that is just so old that you can barely read the, the headstones. A lot of them are—they've just been wow. weathered, you know to the point where you just can't see anything anymore. But you feel it—you, you—when you walk through those old cemeteries, there is a very heavy feeling. Mm-hmm. So, to me, those, those spots could definitely carry uh, spirits. I don't know if you've been to New Orleans and and done the the whole. Uh, the uh, touring of the the graveyards there, the mausoleums and stuff.
0: No, I went to New Orleans and I saw a uh, a garage and a bar. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and I was, yeah, that was a, gonna... just a few months before Katrina hit when oh, I was wow. with when I was with our lord. Okay, and we played a show at a in we played a show. It was in summertime, of course, and we played a show. Um, in somebody's, you know, DIY venue, basically they the garage of the house that they rented, and yeah. apparently we weren't too far from like Bourbon Street and all that area. But we still it was residential, and you wouldn't have known. But uh, man, it was so hot in there, right? And uh, it was so hot that like you know, sweating and I get getting in my eyes, and I couldn't see what I was playing. You know, mm-hmm. so that was. And then we uh, we were so hot that we decided we walked down. Because the people didn't even use air conditioner in their house, right? Um, so we walked down to this bar, and the bar it's one of those bars that basically just, you know, it's, it's it doesn't close. Mm-hmm. And so we we yeah. were there for hours and hours and hours, and we were just having and having drinks, and they had food. They had this huge container of uh, mac and cheese uh, that was like a like you would get if you worked in a catering service, you know? Right. right. So it was probably like two feet long yeah, and like, you know, and a foot wide or something like that. It was massive, dude. It was yeah. massive. May have been bigger than that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, at the end of the night or in the next morning, I should say, whenever we were deciding, you know, we were leaving, um, I ended up somehow we got split up. It was two, there was two of us. Um, so, uh, right. Garrett and William went to stay at the house, and Sam and I um, went with this uh, this other guy to, over to his apartment because he had AC, and Sam and I, we want AC. Um, but uh, I ended up cradling, riding in the back of a little tr- Toyota truck, you know, one of those tiny trucks, um, cradling this giant pan of macaroni and cheese. <laughs> at seven thirty in the morning going <laughs> back to crashes this dude's house that we'd met that, and and like i passed out hard and the guy had um apparently he had some, some uh, exterminators coming in the morning later in the morning and like uh they could not wake me up and they were like because i was just, i just passed out on the floor somewhere like when i got there i'm like okay this is good and uh when i woke up i was in a different room altogether so apparently they somehow got me up and got me to move to this other room but uh yeah that was a that was an interesting fun night that was definitely a new orleans night but you know oh, yeah. on the tamer yeah. side but definitely still
1: so. new orleans always lived up to ex- expectations when i was there on, <laughs> I, it just never ceased to not deliver it was just crazy but but um the last time that i went that we went and we did the tour of the the graveyards there and oh yeah it was really man it was just such a odd experience because you're you're seeing where you're you're burying your dead it's it's above ground it's there right and right. Be- it's just a a different experience so it was cool and so yeah that's what i would say is that you know they just don't have to exist in ha- hauntings don't have to just exist in a ha- in a home they can they can happen in a lot mm-hmm. of places
0: yeah and you know a lot of people will say hauntings are there for uh, places where there have been very, you know, like violent death or um, right. tragic events where there's a lot of emotional, like high content or, or not content, but high, you know, heightened emotion right. central in that area. But I thought there was something uh, before I went off on of my completely unrelated tangent. Oh, no, um, <laughs> um, there was something about how you you were saying when you go to a place that has a lot of history to it. Mm-hmm. That's been around for a while you can you can really you can feel it right and that's that's true you can go in and you uh, you can really you can feel that you know people have been doing stuff here for a long time or they did it in the past you know and you yeah. can see it and you can feel that and I wonder if that's just some kind of like are our brains just kind of like processing it to make us have this kind of certain sensation where we're aware of awareness about it, or is there something beyond where we're like, so we're empathetic to and open to this moment and this experience so that we do feel this kind of other thing that we don't really understand, but we are aware of the history of it. And that's what is in part of it, it, you know, surrounding us. Um, I think there's a lot you know, maybe to that. that's
1: I think there is a lot to that there's a telepathy that happens and it's yeah. the same thing that happens when you're when you're face to face with people that chemical reaction that happens mm-hmm. where you're picking up on their vibes and mm-hmm. they're picking up on your vibes and you know when you really get al- get along with people mm-hmm. you find people on the same wave wave pattern the same energy yeah. output. Or maybe you're drawn toward different with different energy outputs, but there is something about that that is—I don't know—it's which kind of goes back to what we were talking about. In number one, you know, paranormal facts exist. You can't quantify that feeling, but it's there regardless of you know, whether or not you can um, measure it. It's there.
0: Yeah, yeah there's. I, so, I mean, we all know. That there are certain things in our human experience that you cannot measure. You cannot quantify. Emotional response especially is something that you can't really right. you know, quantify. And as much as I love uh, the line in Avengers Endgame of I love you 3000, you know, uh, that's still, you know, you can't express, you know, to a absolute degree and a measure of how much you love someone right. or, you know, how much you, you know, don't like them or your kind of, you know, whatever your emotional responses to things are harder to measure. You can only give it a personal experience gauge to right. that. You know, they can scientists can measure your respiration you know and perspiration and you know your your heartbeat and your breathing patterns and all these other galvanic type responses and other responses physical responses but they still can't measure the actual right emotion you know and so that's one of those things that we know emotions exist they're not paranormal right because we all have them we yeah. can all identify them but there's yeah. still a nebulous thing that's there in our brain that we can't
1: it's totally chemi- pinpoint exactly yeah. it's chi- it's chemical reactions it's mm-hmm. it's visual it's auditory it's 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 enveloping all of the senses they did a study about music and they let people listen to music on headphones and they noticed that when you take the headphones off and you listen to the music over a big sound system that the body actually gets involved when you're listening Mm -hmm. when your body's exposed to the full frequency pattern in a different way than than when you're just listening to headphones your body isn't experiencing the music or the sounds the same way that it is when you're the whole body's exposed and i think that is fascinating it's very 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 interesting those kinds of things we haven't even began to understand yeah, and once we start getting yeah. in there and understanding those things, we'll maybe have a broader picture.
0: For as much as we think we know, there's so much that we don't. And you know, and that's why we do we continue to shit. do scientific Yeah. But that's why we continue to do scientific research and we try to and we the you take the scientific approach to it, but unfortunately that does make it difficult to quantify Things that are beyond the scientific method and beyond right. science. So, because,
1: But that's where we get, have this area. Right, and that's where you start getting into spiritualism and, and, mm-hmm. and atheism and what is it that I believe in? And can I make all the things in my life add up to something that makes sense yeah. to me in my world? It's, you know, it's interesting. I like thinking about things like that because putting yourself... Outside of your small problems and really helps, you know, helps you reposition your way of thinking and and your stance in life. You know, I, I think that's the whole mm-hmm. reason why, I, you know, was a, a Star Wars fan, because mm-hmm. it, it, you're, you're at this amazing place of entertainment and you are being bombarded with this idea that there's other worlds out there other creatures and it, it, that, i just i i'm drawn to it
0: yeah yeah so uh so yeah it doesn't have to be an old building to be haunted <laughs>
1: <laughs> where would we go on that one uh, we went to New Orleans and uh, the outer me. space.
0: Yeah, and everywhere in between. Everywhere Matt. In between yep. Myth number five on our uh list here is of the paranormal myths is that America's paranormal fascination is new. Mm. Now this is definitely when you think about it, um in recent pop culture over the past you know, decade or two um, there's been a lot of increased volume of television and movies and, and even, you know, I guess books that are paranormal inspired, you know, from going back to, you right. know, say the X-Files to all the ghost hunting shows mm-hmm. and uh, UFO hunting and all and Bigfoot hunting and all the huntings, yes. you know, that are out on the, you know. Travel Channel, where we get this mm-hmm. from, and you know, from in Discovery Channel and all the channels that you know, they, you know, they, I mean, people are interested, people like hearing the stories. Um, it's not new though, it's yeah. been with us for a long time, and in fact, um, the big peak of paranormal uh, interest in the United States. Was during a period from the uh, mid nineteenth century to the early twentieth century, mm-hmm. um, that was w- part of what uh, of the spiritualism movement. Right.
1: Yeah, they'd hold seances, and they'd have mm-hmm. they would have. Uh, actually, that was part of what Houdini was all about. He was all about trying mm-hmm. to take all the charlatans down because yep. people would hire these these folks to come into their homes and they would start telling them that they're being spoken to from the other side and taking people for a lot of money. And yeah, mm-hmm. that was a, that was a big thing that I don't think people really think about. That was that long ago. That was a long time yeah. ago. And yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. For us, especially. Well, sure. yeah. But right, you know, yeah. I mean, well, that but, was, you know, I mean, that right hundred 100- Hundred fifty years ago, right. about you know, I mean, that's beyond most living people's <laughs> right um, life, you know, living memory. But um, yeah, I mean, it was huge and it was everywhere, and there were people that were like rock stars and right. famous because right. they w- were spiritualists. They could, right. they were mediums, right? Um, you some know, them, and this some is some of them formed
1: religions.
0: <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, big time, dude. And you're right, Houdini definitely was. Uh, big against it but you know uh interestingly enough um although not american uh sir arthur conan doyle um because spiritualism was also big in uh england too Uh that i know of i don't know i'm sure probably went to the uh other parts of the world that were contemporary parts of the world at that time yeah but i do know for american and 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 uh English cultures and probably Canadian, but I don't really know much about Canadian history as much as I should. But um, Sir Arthur Arthur Conan Doyle, the creator uh, and writer of uh, Sherlock Holmes, was really big, really big into spiritualism and uh, got really screwed over by some unscrupulous people Uh um, during that time. And he also believed in fairies. And um, there were some famous photographs that these girls took at the time. And, you know, this is a relatively early photography. Um, And these girls, they took these photographs of themselves playing with these fairies. And people were just blown away, you know, because, like, they didn't think you could fake stuff you know really yeah it was in a photograph you know it was real right and uh it, it, it turns out that the girls were faking these these fairies they weren't real um and they carried it on for a while and then they finally like exposed themselves wow. but there's so many people intelligent learned people that believed in it because they wanted to believe sure. and that's a big thing Pa- yeah, you know, that's the- why spiritualism was a big success. That's right, because it
1: takes a congregation to want to get behind you. It takes, you can't just run out there and become some spiritual leader on your own and, and not have followers. You know, it takes a willing party to want to be involved in that, wa- wanting to believe in the unexplainable. Yeah, and it's just that—that that is kind of the human experience in some way. We want to be able to explain the things that you can't explain, and there's exactly and there's been a lot of people that have tried and and like I said, have based religions off of it. And we've seen it recently in our in our recent past that these things happen where people they become a part of a cult or something like that, mm-hmm. and they sort of start buying into that life what makes that person different from me not much, not much just you know maybe I asked an uh, uh, maybe one more question than they did other than that they they're human beings just like us and they made mm-hmm. they may unfortunately made a you know maybe a, a, the wrong decision or a bad decision in some cases. But it's it's really up to, you know, your, your own self to figure that kind of stuff out. And that's part of the thing with spiritualism that gives you a little bit of a bad taste is when you see people that are trying to use that to manipulate a situation to get money or to, you know, you see it on TV even. Mm-hmm you know the folks that are on tv evangelizing and passing the offering plate around while they preach in some of these arenas it's just like what is going on here this is so far from what the truth is that it's mind-blowing that somebody would want to reach into their pocket pocket and give these jokers Mm. anything Mm. you know
0: but uh, you know again that's like you said it's that's the desire and willingness to believe and the need to believe. And that's why, you know, spiritualism was big, because people wanted right. to believe in other methods of communicating. Uh, a lot of it was just about communicating with the dead. But there was also during spiritualism, there's a lot of other stuff that was going right. on. I mean, there were, uh, like you said, there were new religions being born um, help during this the, time. Yeah, the self-help. self-help yeah. Was, that was kind of some of the early self-help type stuff was going on. Um, so, yeah, I mean, but it wasn't all just talking to the dead. It was, you know, there are people talking about Atlantis and pre-Diluvian uh, uh, societies and cultures. Right. Which, I mean, pre pre the flood in the Bible and right. stuff like that. You know, um, he, here's an interesting thing I didn't know that's, that I picked up from the article that um, again, I wish Jeff was here to talk with us about. I don't know if he knew this, but um, in uh, 1893, future president Teddy Roosevelt wrote in his uh, journal about witnessing a, a Bigfoot-like creature. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's some that digs huh. some that warrants some investigation, so we're gonna sure. have to get hub on that and see interesting now for us. Well he would have been but, he would have been
1: one of the ones that would have been exposed to something like that because mm-hmm. he was doing a lot of the exploration. hmm So that would make
0: sense. Yeah, he was doing a lot of uh being out there in the woods and out west in the new area and that's you know right. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, and even still, this is also some of the first t- the time the first mystery airships were being spotted. Right. Before we had, right. you know, the, before the Wright brothers had their flight right. in Kitty Hawk. You know, the, you were seeing stuff. There's a lot of them that were in, uh, like, Texas, I remember hearing a lot right. about. Now, a lot of this also was, like, sensationalistic newspapermen. men trying to make stories to get people to buy their papers Mm -hmm. but still it was there people were fascinated with it people were hungry for this kind of thing and you know and it's just part of our human nature like you said where we want to know about the unknown
1: yeah agreed
0: cool all right moving on this next one is uh I'm pausing for a drink here. This next one is... uh, I think this is kind of a generational thing, but uh, the myth is that aliens are little green men and flying saucers.
1: Hmm. I got to say that... How do you know? (laughs) Yeah. How do you know?
0: Well, you know, the thing is, for the longest time... And I'm not even sure where it came from, but for the longest time, especially back in the early days of ufology, early days of UFOs, uh, at least in the 20th century, with, you know, post World War II, you know, when the term flying saucer came about. Um, there were something they they always said little green men in flying saucers, and mm-hmm. I don't know where the idea, the concept of the little green men came from, because now that has been changed to, you know, what we consider the greys, right. you know, the big head, and that's yes. the archetype now, where it's right. not the little green men, um, but it's the gray men, little gray men with mm-hmm. big heads, or it's you know, the other types, like you know, there's the you know the, the Nordic type, you know, which is the mm-hmm. tall fair-skinned, blonde-haired people. You know, there's the the uh, the reptilian type that we've heard about. Right. You know, I mean, there's all these different kinds. And it would make sense that there, you know, again, with this being that this is un- without proof, scientific proof or whatever, um, that there's some... The, the universe is so vast that life would develop on other planets and probably in a way that is different from our own, right? you know, and to a way that would be more suitable for the home environment of those uh, planets or those creatures, you know, because it could have, you know, they might have heavier gravity, so they got shorter, thicker bodies, you know, more muscles, they could be, you know... Have a different mix of in of gases in their air, so they breathe different things. Right. You know, maybe they have a hotter sun, so they need scales or you know something like that. Who knows? All yeah. these different things. Life adapts. Sure. Life uh, evolves. Um, you know, it finds its what itself is what it needs to be best suited for its environment right. to survive in the environment. You know, and we know that because we can just look at the historical record, fossil record, everything here on our, our earth. If you believe in such things,
1: <laughs> there are
0: no, no, no there that's are, a, There's, you know, there, there are, are people that don't, believe it. People don't believe it. We have fossil records; they go back thousands and millions of years. Yeah. Um, it, that's just how it goes, because you know, I'm sorry. Uh, to anyone who believes contrary, but you, you are welcome to believe that. But you're I, wrong. I, you're wrong, but you can believe that if you want. I don't want to say you're <laughs> wrong per se, but um, yeah, you're welcome to believe what you really right, right. counter to what right. things well, all actually you, are.
1: We've, we've said this before. All you have to do is look in the ocean if you don't believe that weird yeah. alien shit exists. It exists on our own planet. The, our our planet has so much so much diversity when it comes to animals and uh, plants and everything that make this mm-hmm. thing up this experience is is bizarre and the only reason why we think it's normal is because we see the things every day mm-hmm. you know but but, but if, you're t- if you if you step step back and you look at a horse what a, what a weird creature, man. It's a beautiful creature, mm-hmm. a majestic creature, uh, a moose, a bear, mm-hmm. a dolphin, uh, you name it. I, I just think that if you put parameters around our own world and what you believed would exist, if you didn't know anything else, you'd probably be surprised because the things that that survive and thrive are the things quickest to adapt and Mm -hmm. if you have creatures like you said growing in these environments that are not like ours but find a way life will find a way to live Mm -hmm. uh, you know they find these 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 uh, molecules and things that are living in rocks floating out in you know, the Kuiper belt Mm -hmm. that has some sort of life to it. It, it it exists, It, it exists, but when will we become enlightened enough to accept that fact or even enlightened enough to understand the data if and when we get that information, I think, you know, I think that's another, that's another paradox for, for humanity. Mm
0: -hmm. I think there's a growing, um, I want to say acceptance of the concept that there are, there are other planets that are able to sustain life that are earth-like and on those planets that there's a high percentage or there's a likelihood at least on those planets of over be. most to have life there would have, there to, wouldn't be. have to be well but but, but there it's it, what the, there's it's highly likely because i, think because it's, I mean I, it's just, also
1: it's also what your definition of life is true how small do you want to go
0: exactly well i go all the way if there's something that's a biological organism so of some I. nature even if it's single cell, that's life on another planet. True. I agree with that. Now, UFOs, aliens, and all that stuff, we again, we don't know because we haven't we barely been out there, right. You know, right? We don't know. And yeah, we may know we, you know, maybe not the general population may not know that whether these things are real or not, but, you know, maybe the government's known they've, you know the secret uh, organized, you know, networks with all sorts of different kinds of aliens that are, you know, fighting over our planet or, you know, or maybe they just have a handshake deal and like, hey, you know, uh, you stay off our yard, we'll stay off yours. Who knows what's going on outside of that stuff. Right. But it doesn't, the, the general point of it is, If there are aliens, if they are, I mean, and by all the different types of vehicles that have been spotted as UFOs in the sky, the different shapes, different sizes, and all of that stuff, it would seem to be that there would be different kinds of aliens. And so maybe, maybe there are little green men in Flying Saucers, but maybe it's something else. Right. I agree. Number seven on the... 10 paranormal myths is uh this is an interesting one um the myth is that no one still believes in vampires hmm. i think that that is
1: wrong <laughs> yeah because there's a lot
0: of people now. obviously vampire popularity in popular culture, um, it kind of, it, it's, it's comes and waves, you know, it goes up and down, up and down, you know, cause like there in the early nineties in, uh, mid nineties, we had, uh, a lot of it, there was a rise in popularity because you had the Anne Rice books and then, then you started making the movies, right. you know, and there was also, um, there was a sub, that's when there was a subculture of, uh, club vampires, you know, goth clubs and right. club vampires that was right. starting to, to originate. You know, right. there was also the uh, live action uh, game, a LARPing game um, of Vampire the Masquerade. Oh. You know, so... I don't know that I knew like that. Yeah, there was a very popular um, l- uh, role-playing game, you know, kind of like a Dungeons & Dragons, except that it wasn't on a board. It was, people acted it out. Okay. And then they pretended to be Vampires or uh, werewolves or other creatures of the you know okay. of the night, you know. Right. And uh, I, you know, I, I wanted to play. I had some of the resource books and everything, and but I didn't have anybody to play with. So I just basically collected these books and and really uh, enjoyed reading them. But uh, the didn't lone, have anybody. To the lone play vampire. With. I dude. I was. Um, my, my friend. Will you know, uh, my friend. Julie and I we tried to play, but like, you know, it's hard to get it's hard for two people to just play a role playing game. Yeah. I mean, now, okay. We didn't have that kind of relationship. <laughs> two people can do role playing yeah. games, you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. But we didn't have that kind yeah, you, of relationship. You can do it with two, you know, two for sure. Just, you sure can. <laughs> or more, but you know, again, not that good. we were strictly friends. Um But anyway, so yeah, so then, you know, it kind of went down again, and then it popped back up when, in popularity with, like, all the uh, the Twilight books, right. and, and then the Vampire Diaries right. TV series, and all of that stuff, you know, came back in True Blood. That was another right. big you know, series that made it, you know, but the, vampires have always been sexy. you know?
1: Yeah, and it's, I think it really is interesting when you think back on the real story of Vlad the Impaler, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. just that lore of... A young mind reading those stories and just mm. the brutality of of what he yeah. did and how that morphed yeah. into he was bloodthirsty. And yeah. uh, it's just it's interesting. But, yeah, there's there is certainly people out there that not only still believe in vampires, but are vampires. Mm. And, you yeah. know, like we were saying before, it does depend on what your definition of a vampire is, I mean, you know, are they getting mm-hmm. younger by drinking blood? You know, I don't know. Uh, but
0: <laughs> the <laughs> <hey>, answer no. <laughs>
1: hey, well, <laughs> as long as it's consensual blood, right. you know, uh, letting, then consensual hey,
0: blood letting is fuck it. cool, man. I mean, some people really get into that, you know, right? And more power to them, but they definitely are. Fetishizing the vampire; they're not actual vampires. They can say they're vampires, but they're not actual living dead. They have not died and then come right. back, no matter what they say. Right. Um, but there are still parts of the world um, that where these be- these supernatural creatures that exist off of feeding off of blood, whether it be from livestock or from people. There are parts of the world that people are still believe that these are real. You know, that they're real things. Right. And um, you know, I mean in Europe and in, in, in Asia and in, in the in, in the subcontinent and places like that. But also, you know, in Latin America there's still these things, you know, it's just it's a different culture and a different look at vampires. And it's but, you know, that's a different Idea of concept of vampires, but you know, I mean, even there's even you know, chupacabra that's a vampire kind of thing, yeah, the goat sucker. So, right, that's true. So, so yeah, so people do believe in vampires, people believe they are vampires. You know, there's some mental, um. Problems. I don't. They not problem, but their uh, diagnoses of, of people who think that they have they are vampires and that's a mental thing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So you know, the, the belief in vampires outside of the United States and outside of you know a lot of the Western world, as it's called, still very much believe. Um, and, you know, in these bloodsuckers yeah. still flying around. Right. Right. Modern zombies are supernatural. That's the myth. Bath salts would differ.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. So, zombies are big, and they're maybe not as big as they were a few years ago, but they were huge. Walking Dead, man. The comic yeah. book was great, and it turned into a really great television series, compelling series where people who didn't normally follow the, you know, the spooky genre, the horror genre and stuff like that were into it because it was a great story, right. you know? And I mean, I remember my sister, you know, p- posting things on Facebook about Walking Dead. I'm like, are you watching Walking Dead? And she's like, I love it. Yeah. I'm like, I just never pictured you being into it she's like no i love it so she loved walking dead yeah and um in that you know i mean there are different kinds of zombies just like we spoke about there being different kinds of vampires and different parts of the world have different concepts of what zombies are but you know the traditional zombie is not the walking dead it's not the kind of unknown you know where the dead body rises from the grave because of something we don't really right. know right. biological, you know, you know, uh, experiment gone wrong or something like that. Right. That uh, you know, I mean, so that you know, contemporary zombies are all science monsters. You know, they're all like, oh, we did create some kind of super virus that animates the dead, or you know, makes people die, and then they act like zombies. Whatever you know, right. um, but the traditional zombie. In the term goes back to uh, Haitian Voodoo or voodan, um, you know practices, and those were not—I mean, they were believed to be supernatural, but they're not supernatural things. They're just there. There were people who were basically drugged up on all, all these these kind different kinds of things um, that made them seem to die, and then when they were resurrected, quote unquote they were in a state to where they couldn't very well respond. You know, they're very almost catatonic and that's where, you know, traditional zombies kind of come from that. Um, it's installed that, you know, people install in that the supernatural belief, but you know, but that, that's real. It's like people were basically unwilling slaves because they've been mixed up with some kind of toxicology cocktail has made them, you know, not reanimated, but you know, did made you ever, them. Did
1: you ever see that documentary? I think it was called The Zombie Drug.
0: Um. No, I've seen stuff similar. They go, they um. In go, fact,
1: they go, go to, they go to South America, mm-hmm. and they it's a it's a they do a story on people that get taken advantage of with that drug because you blow it on onto someone. That's, that's the thing is Mm -hmm. if you breathe it in, you're, you're, you're done. Yeah. And so what they do is they drug people and they, you can still talk. You are just shut down and they get all their information from banks and they go clean them Mm -hmm. out. They'll go clean, clean out their accounts. They'll clean out their homes they'll take everything with the understanding of the person that they've drugged that, you know, is, is fully behind it. Like, uh, you know, they just, it's, it's just bizarre. It's, I never knew anything like that existed until I saw that. And I was like, whoa, that is crazy that that exists.
0: Well, did you ever see classic horror, I guess, movie movie? The Serpent and the Rainbow. Yeah, oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. basic. That is based off of a true story that a reporter went and did research on, trying to find out about zombies, mm. and they made it in that movie v- based off of it. And wow. it's a great movie, and that's a great. It gets a lot of what you know we associate with you know the voodoo type zombies, right? Right, because right. of you know, how those are made. But you know, but there are. Um, go ahead. I was going to say vood- voodoo is
1: a weird thing because, touching back on New Orleans, mm-hmm. people from New Orleans, it 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 appeared to me, and I didn't I didn't investigate this too much, but the, but the overall feeling was acceptance of voodoo, even if you mm-hmm. are from a different religious background. So, mm-hmm. for instance, our guide was a Catholic woman. She was a, a a black Catholic woman who understood voodoo and and made it a point to tell us that voodoo is not a bad thing that people want to mm-hmm. make it out to be. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that is an interesting way of a culture – from different backgrounds getting together and understanding one another
0: mm-hmm. and
1: and maybe finding a place for it in their own life in mm-hmm. some way or under you know you 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 take from a culture that's different from yours the good things and try to apply mm-hmm. them in your own life and yeah. m- you know i just think um i don't know i thought that was Pertinent well, because because <clears throat> it's not all it's not all what you think it is. It's not mm-hmm. you know terrible intent yeah. and things like that.
0: Yeah, it certainly can for be. those. Yeah, for sure. Well, everything can be used as a weapon. Correct. You know, the Bible or banana rack. Right. If you a banana rack. If you're to go back to visitor ten, but um, voodoo. The origins of voodoo are in, or, and also in Santa Maria and some of these you know. These uh, systems of belief um, are their fusion, and you know. So, Voodoo comes from, um, or Vodun sometimes it's called, um, comes from the Caribbean, and it's a combination of traditional African beliefs that were brought over from with the uh, the slaves that were forced forcibly brought over. Um, by the Europeans and put on, you know, put to work. Um, and uh, they brought some of their traditional beliefs with them. And then they would combine it with the uh, Christian beliefs, whether Catholic or otherwise. Um, and they would form, they kind of formed these new uh, religions, I guess, for lack of a better term, right. that combined elements from the two, you know. Yeah. And... Um, that's why that's you know they but they were also had to keep it secret so you know they would keep the on the face they would say yes you know we believe in your Christian God but they would also have their traditional beliefs right. that they would still practice and, right. uh, and all that so right. in secret and it's you know it's it's terrible that we that all of that is terrible you know the fact that slavery is terrible the fact that you know, People were forcing them to change their culture and change who they are, um, and because they were forcibly brought over. You know, it didn't matter if, if they were came over on their own accord. It, you know, still trying to force somebody into believing anything is just you know, yeah, um, that's yeah. just wrong. <clears throat> yeah, that's a tough sell. It's gonna, for sure, it's it's going to backfire at some point. So anyway, uh, but that's where you know, I mean, that's basically that's a very generic origin of like voodoo yeah. and. And which is also a fairly generic term for yeah. that kind of thing. I think so, I think I learned something but yes, here. So, there yeah. yeah. So I'm Just, glad I could help, you know, yeah. uh, reading, reading a lot of comic books has uh, really educated me and oh, a lot of, awesome. a lot of unusual that's things. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> but, cool. All right. Well, moving on, cause we are getting kind of long winded as we tend to, to do, um, this is a really important myth, and I think it's something that we've, in a way, we've touched on earlier um, when, with number one and other points. But uh, number nine myth is uh, skeptics and believers don't get along.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
0: That's that's
1: loaded. That's a loaded yeah. question. There's a bunch of yeah. angles you could go on that.
0: Exactly. But I think the the basic without just going overboard and or trying not to at least at this point, the basic thing is that yes, skeptics and believers can and do get along yeah there are people who are married to either a skeptic or a believer, just like yeah, exactly. you know and and people people get along man people even people who are diametrically different beliefs, either whether it's religious, political um, you know. Sports teams, um, right. sports ball teams that they right. support. You know, right? Um, right. How you know they? What their favorite soda is. People who, right? Regardless, that you know, people will find things that people that are different that are divisive, or divisive or you know or, or, or don't agree on certain subject matters can and do still get along. And this is something that we, as a country, really need to think about and get over and start doing. Well, that's why this
1: is the greatest country in
0: the world is because
1: it's diverse. That's what this country was founded on. And when you you go to communities that are diverse, you're looking at something that doesn't exist anywhere else. I mean, it, it exists in some form, sure, in other countries, but at the scale that it exists here is really it's it's a phenomenal thing that we are a part of and we learn from one another and we you know if you look back you think back on the time when we abolished slavery that wasn't that long ago no and so we have we still have a lot of healing to do in that regard um and and what what we've learned over time, just, when I look at my kids' generation, they're a generation that just has a totally different perception of what the world is. They, they don't see things yeah. in color as, as, as being racial, I mean, co- racially divided. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, partially because the population is be- slowly becoming brown. You know, we are intermingling. Yeah. We are intermixing. We are... Uh, yeah, anytime you put people in a, a, in a big experiment like this, the sort of the truth will just sort of happen. It will unveil itself. Yeah. And the one thing I think that we're understanding about one another is, on a basic level, humans are compassionate creatures. And I'm yeah. talking about interact facial like one-on-one face-to-face interactions with people. I like to think that we are a bit more compassionate than the way that we come off in mm-hmm. the internet world. Yeah. It's just not who we are. We aren't we are yeah. not people that exist in the in the internet world. We are functioning, you know, analog creatures mm-hmm. that have to have us, you know, we gotta eat to stay alive. We have to have family. We we are pack animals. We need mm-hmm. other people. And so I think skeptic, you know, and the believer are at the opposite ends of the spectrum, but that doesn't mean they can't find common ground somewhere.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and you know, relating back to what you're saying, it's all learned behavior, and it's you know, and being a skeptic or being a believer or being against somebody or you know, thinking you're better than something or other, you know, that's learned behavior. That's something that is taught, and I think that's something that is being. It seems like for the younger, for the the, your your kids' generation, it is not something that is being you know they it's some people reinforce it. We see that there are still people out there who are racist, and we see that there are people that are divisionists, and we see that there are people who think Nazis were good people or whatever. Right. And we know that this is wrong, and we people know, and they're in their gut. Right. That these things are wrong and right. that we are all supposed to be, you know, getting along and that we are all regardless of the the, the, the pigmentation of your skin, you're still a human being. Right. You know, yep. and if you're, you know, and, and be fair to everybody and be cool to everybody and treat everybody like you want to be treated, you know, like these are basic teachings in every kind of religion, every kind of belief system, you know. If we do all that and not get hung up over what the differences are, but embrace the differences, then you know, like we're supposed to do, we'll be a much better place. And right. that goes for you know everything. And yeah, I know I'm a dreamer, dude. I mean, I'm not like uh, I'm, I'm not the uh, political definition of a dreamer, uh, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm w- w- which is causing the big hubbub um we'll cut that part out i i i'm a dreamer in, in such that i live in a dream world where everybody gets along and there aren't mass shootings because in my dream world my happy world the thing that it should be everybody is respectful to each other for their differences and for their similarities and people don't own guns so they can't fucking kill each other in mass or individual or anything like that because man People, it's hard for you know, it's hard for humans to kill other humans. That's why you know when people are in the army, you know, or in military, they have to be broken down, and they have to dehumanize the enemy. And unfortunately, you know, there's a lot of part of that where people don't get re-educated to or rehumanize the enemy and realize that okay, these are still these are human beings. And, you know, that's a terrible practice, but that's how, unfortunately, that's how you win wars because, you know, but it, people have to be educated that way. And people have to learn yeah. that behavior. Yeah. Just going back to all of that stuff. So all this learned behavior of hate and superiority and any kind of thing like that, man, it's all bullshit. Everybody's the same under the skin. Skin doesn't make a damn difference Belief doesn't make a difference. You respect and let people do what they want to do with their bodies, with their lives, with their beliefs, all of that stuff. If
1: if, if (laughs) if everyone would just stay in their lane when it comes to that stuff. You know, there used to be a thing that we used to practice where we wouldn't talk about such things because we know that they're hot-button issues. And Mm -hmm. we just – we – we we forgot that we forgot the art of conversation. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, men and women of our of our past actually had real interactions with people, and that is what makes a, a daily yeah daily and and you got to go to the grocery store and you got to talk to people. Yeah, you know, it's just the way that it is. So, yeah, no, it's. Uh, we can all get along. We just we gotta be yeah. able to, you know, set aside our differences, see see peop- people for what they are, which are flawed individuals. We all are are. Uh, we mm-hmm. all we all got issues. There's no doubt about that. And uh, it's just as long as your bullshit doesn't wipe off on me, I don't give a shit. Go for it. You know <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You know? Live and yeah. let live. So Yeah.
0: We we've purposely tried to avoid being political in any way. Uh, on our show because we don't want to put off anybody and we don't want, um, you know, we want we want to allow this to be a place for everybody, you know, regardless of you know what they believe. Right. Um, but uh, that's kind of what know, the show's
1: based on. So
0: yeah, yeah. You know,
1: so you and yeah. I have differing views on things, but mm-hmm. I don't hone. I don't you know harp on you for the things that you believe. You don't harp on me for the things that I believe. We see that. There's a reason why, you know, you believe something and it's true yeah. to you and that's all that matters, man. Like yeah. my opinion about how somebody lives their life doesn't w- why should I care? Why should my yeah. opinion about someone's life that they choose to live? Why why does that matter? Just like I wouldn't care if someone had an opinion about me and the way I live my life. I'm yeah. I'm I'm we're all doing the best. That we can, yeah. given the limited amount of resource and knowledge we had coming into this motherfucker.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, skeptics and believers can <laughs> and do they can They can. <laughs> All right. Uh, number ten. This is, this will probably be pretty short, which is good because I'm sure everybody, uh, if they, if you've made it through this far, listening, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you know, bless your heart, more power to you, <laughs> you know, you're, you you uh, you get a gold star, um, and uh, all that stuff. So number ten is uh, the myth is the paranormal is bad for business. So I guess you know this is uh, very simple. Statement, you know, people think that um, if a hotel is haunted or a restaurant is haunted, or you know, something weird has happened at a place, that people want to avoid it. Um, yeah, I could see that, but that's I think yeah, that's true in some accounts. But right.
1: I would imagine that that uh, there's enough wacky people out there like myself that want to yeah. go to these places that you're you're getting enough traffic, I'd imagine. Especially, well, especially in in uh, on the East Coast, there mm-hmm. are a lot. And I lived on the East Coast for a while. I know you did too. But there's just mm-hmm. there's a lot of history there, and there's a lot of mm-hmm. really cool old places that people have been able to, you know, uh, bring up to par and and make sure that it's well they're well taken care of. Old buildings and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. I don't know.
0: Well, I mean, there is, there is the, there is, the existence of paranormal tourism or dark tourism or you know these right. kind of things. Where basically, people will you know take vacations and holidays to places that were that are famous for being haunted or famous for some unusual thing like oh I don't know Roswell, New Mexico, um, right. Loch Ness, Scotland. Right. Um Tower of London, Salem, right. Massachusetts. Yep. Point Pleasant uh West Virginia with the yep. Mothman. Yeah. People go to that stuff, man. People oh, yeah. I and I mean, look, we did the uh, you know, the Bigfoot Fest last right. year. <laughs>
1: yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's and like there are places like Sedona, in New Mexico where there's a lot of uh, you know, like New Age beliefs and and People are, you know, go there specifically for those reasons. They right. go specifically. I mean, Dracula's Castle or whatever is being reported as Dracula's Castle these days. The whole area of Transylvania or what is old Transylvania, what's traditionally known as Transylvania. Yeah, people go to places because they're weird. I mean, right, I, I, dude. I bet you could go right now to London and at any time of the day. Get on. Uh, a Jack the Ripper tour 24 hours a day, seven yep. days a week, every single day. You could probably do it on Christmas. Somebody's out there doing that. And that is, that's not paranormal, but that's a weird kind of a thing. And, you know, but that's because we humans love this kind of stuff. We love hearing this stuff. We like hearing weird stories. We like hearing true crime stories. We like hearing all these unusual things that take us out of our normal day to day lives. Yeah, You know, um, some of us like hearing it, but don't want to experience it. And that's perfectly good too.
1: <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Sometimes it's good just to hear the story and put yourself in their shoes and, and be good with that. I, I've had that plenty of times over the, uh, the last year. Uh, I'm happy to not have the experience, but live that mm-hmm. experience with them as they're telling the story. It's, yeah, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. And they're, I think keeping the genre of storytelling itself is also a good thing. And, um, you know, giving a place for people with paranormal experiences to come and talk about them. And, I mean, if you look at what's on TV, there's a lot of paranormal stuff on TV. I think think the paranormal community is doing okay.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Cool. Hey, thank you guys again for coming and, and joining us and uh, hope that you've enjoyed uh, this type of episode and would like to hear some feedback from you.
0: Yeah, that was a lot of fun uh, talking about all those um, myths, I guess. But, uh, yeah, it's, you know, it's a break from what we normally do. We've had a couple of weeks of breaks, but we, we're returning to our regular uh, guest, you know, conversation, storytelling experience Uh format next week Uh, but let us know uh, if you like these type of shows where we just we talk about stuff um, so we can do some more of those for you guys or if you prefer to hear the guest coming in uh, every week and sharing those stories and you know we can do that we just uh, you know let us know through our social media you know we're on uh, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook we got a Facebook page and, you know, w uh, our email, you can email us at wywspod at gmail.com. You can contact us through our website where you can find all of our episodes for free to download and listen to. Um, but yeah, if you want more guests, then we need more guests. So we need you to come on and tell your, tell your story, share your stories. We need you to tell your friends to listen to the podcast and they can come on and Share their stories and your family members and your people at work and strangers on the street. You know, we need more stories and we need more guests. We need to set those up so that we can keep this going because it's you guys out there that keep this machine going. Right. We're just the little elves that are clinking away and running it. I don't know. I lost myself in that (laughs) analogy. But.
1: Yeah, you're gonna get more of these episodes if we don't get some uh, some folks uh, to come on. So yeah, get get with us. We want to have you on. We want to hear your stories.
0: Yeah, because uh, we love that. That's why we do it. And um, we need we you know we need more people to come on and share and be part of Weirdsville, because you know we've been going strong for you know 142 episodes. You know, and and the majority of those. Well, and some bonus ones uh, on top of that, and the majority of have been, been storytellers, and we've got some storytellers uh, lined up for the future, but, you know, we always need to talk to people, we always need more stories, we love talking to you, we love hearing your stories, so join us, be part of Weirdsville, you know, any good story, we love hearing it, so all sorts of stuff. You know, it doesn't have to be ghosts, doesn't have to be UFOs, doesn't have to be You know, true crime or whatever it could be, you got a weird job or weird things that happened to you on a job. We like short stories, you know, because we can put short stories together to make a bigger episode. We like having good conversation about weird things. Um, You know, it's just, you know, this is, it's just about all the things in this weird world that we live in.
1: That's right. We love talking about it. The weirder, the better.
0: That's true. That's true. All right. Well, hey, we're going to let you go for this week. Next week, uh, we have our resident Reddit weirdo, Bobby, coming back and her sister, Gina. And we have a we have a really it's a it's a discussion heavy episode, but it's really good. It's really interesting uh, topics and contemporary to uh, what's going on in the world right now, for sure. With a lot of these, uh, you know, the the. Leaks, leaks, and uh, confirmations of alien or UAP, unidentified flying object, unidentified aerial phenomena videos coming out. Um, so some of that and some other good stuff with you know AI and you know uh, Elon Musk and all this cool, you crazy future stuff. But also that's happening. It's right now. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, <laughs> good, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. So join us next week for that. And until then, Weirdsville, we love you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this show, this experience with us every week. And be safe.
1: Be weird.
0: As always, if you have a weird story,
1: we want to hear it. If you have a lot of them, we want to hear them all. We can't do this podcast without your invaluable contributions, whether it's sharing your stories,
0: listening, listening rating, and spreading the word about the podcast. Thanks for listening. Till next time, be safe, be weird.